Welcome everyone. We're so glad you're here to chat with us. I'm Lauren. Lindsay's still out there making some amazing memories, but don't worry. She'll be back soon to tell you all about it. I'm honored to have my colleague, Rachel Shambliss with me today. Rachel, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes, thanks, Lauren. I'm happy to be here on my very first Chat With Us podcast. Um, I'm Rachel Chambliss, the Director of Engagement for United Way. And our special guest today is Mia Jackson. She's an incredibly talented comedian, listed as one of the top 20 people to watch by Creative Loafing in Atlanta. She was named Critics' Choice Best Stand-Up Comedian in Atlanta. And she went on tour with Amy Schumer and has a special in Comedy Central. We are so excited to welcome you, Mia. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. Well, thank you for having me. And can I just say the name of the podcast? I was like, adorable. <laughs> Do you love it? I was like, <laughs> we love a good time. <laughs> oh, yeah. me too. I love that. Yeah, as soon as I saw it, I was like, I'm in oh, immediately. I'm you down. You made my yeah. day. That's <laughs> I think it's so cute. Love it. Well, let's start with, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, look, where do I start, guys? I was born in Columbus, Georgia. So, you know, that's my, uh, you know, hometown. I was um, born what was then called the Medical Center. So that's where, yeah, it's Piedmont now, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. so yeah, that's where I was. Um, yeah, my mom actually works um, for Piedmont. So born in Medical Center. Um, let's see. Should I take everybody through? Let's let's just go through all the schools I went to. It's now torn down, but I went to Casiroda Elementary. I discovered um, that it was torn down when I was home visiting, and I was like, "No, the memories!" Aww. So, um, so that's why I went to elementary school, and then I went to Rothschild Middle School, and I graduated from Kendrick High School, and then after that, I left and went on up to. The University of Georgia, go dogs. And I just want to say for the record, I have really been um, smug for several months because of the national championship. There we go, Rachel. I'm with it. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Super smug. I I have been just really like walking around looking at people like, yeah, I, we did it, guys. We, we did it. Like, like I was involved, you know, but. They heard you cheering. I'm sure. They they did. I would, I would like to. Look, it's been years, years of heartbreak, mm, heartbreak. Yeah, yeah. So I was really, not really excited, but yeah. So yeah, but yeah, Columbus, Georgia. That's my, that's my place. You know, I um, I was, I actually just spent probably the most time in Columbus because I've been traveling like on and off for several years since I, you know, I'm a full time stand up comic. But um, yeah, from the holidays this past December, I was probably there for about six weeks, just hanging out with my family, awesome. going to Panera Bread, country barbecue. <laughs> country, yeah. All my, all my places in town, yes. Is that your favorite place to go? You know what? I do like going to countries. Like I have to, when I make my suggestions about, you know, where we're going to eat, like sometimes my sister will be like, can we pick somewhere else? Because I will... Always choose ribs. Always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When did you get into comedy? Was it something you like were always doing as a kid? And uh, okay, so now story. If you let me tell it, I have always thought that I was 
hilarious. But <laughs> if you let my friends and family tell it, I was just bothersome. So, oh. um, <laughs> and probably my favorite story about me thinking that I was hilarious is that um, my friends from high school, like I would, when I told them I wanted to do stand up, I was just like, I'm hilarious. And they were like, no, you're goofy. There's a difference. You're very, very goofy. And I was like, all right, fine. But, um, you know, I think it works out. But yeah, but just as a, as a kid, I was very much, um, what's the word? I, I don't think anybody would have ever guessed for sure. Like, I don't think my, um, my, my parents, like they would have never guessed at all because I was always like heavy into, I read all the time, which comedians are very smart, but, um, I was very much academic focused growing up. And so not athletic, terrible, like, I mean, just, you know, knock knees, just, oh. just ruining games, Nobody, you know, <laughs> oh, getting, no. getting picked towards the end. So like, I was very much like, you know, so my parents were very much like, oh, she's, this girl is going to go to college and she's going to be like, I don't know, a dentist or a lawyer <laughs> or something, but she's, she's not going to do stand up. Like they didn't think that was a thing, but um, yeah. And so, so when I was in Athens, so I was still living in Athens after I graduated and there was this, um, and I think most cities have them like a little, um, you know, just one of those weekly papers that has like, these are the events going on in town. I'm pretty sure this one. Yes. Is. Oh, yeah. this right. Yeah. So the, what is it called? <laughs> I don't like a to-do page. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So there was one in Athens and it was, and they would always promote this open mic and I'm like kind of looking at it like, Ooh, I'm kind of, I'm going to go. And I would try to talk myself into it and out, you know, into it, out of it, into like all the time. And I had a coworker um, who I would just go, I think I'm so funny. She'd be like, Mia, you really are funny. Like you should, you should try it. You should, you should go. And so I started, I went to an open mic and harassed all my friends into coming. And I think if I didn't have people that I knew, I probably would have never shown up. So um, yeah, so that's, that's how it all started. Just an, an open mic night in Athens, Georgia is that's the first time I ever got on stage a thousand years ago. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. And having that support system there for you too. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. And that really, and then when I, that really helped because when I saw other people that weren't with my group of friends that laughed, I went, oh, okay, like, I might actually be funny for real. I might be funny for people <laughs> who don't like me. <laughs> like, this is cool. So, yeah, it just kept kind of going from there. That's so cool. I admire that tenacity to just try it. Try it and see where it takes you. And what I was doing, I, re- I actually went to watch first. That's and um, I re- Yeah, because I was like, let me just see. And um, I remember one of the hosts that was at the show, who is one of my friends to this day, he was like, hey, like, you want to do stand-up, don't you? And I was like, what? Who, me? Like, uh, you're, you're not talking to me? And he's like, okay, let me just be clear about a couple of things. He's like, um, you're in here by yourself. You're not on a date. You're just kind of, like, you're just chilling. So just oh, be honest. Here. And I'm like, he, he knew right away. And then he's like, why don't you come back the next week and sign up? And then he's like, it was like a group of comics who wanted to hang out. He's like, come, 
come walk with us, which in retrospect might not have been safe. But um, I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'll hang out with all these people I just met. And walking around and then I'm like, I've already been writing. And I'm like, I wrote this joke and this joke. And then I remember telling my aunt and my aunt was like, Mia, you've just given away your material. You have to go back next week. And that's how I, that's actually what pushed me to go. Cause I'm thinking somebody's going to want jokes of someone who's never done stand up right. before, <laughs> but that's how I went. Yeah. Awesome. So your auntie was supportive to you. That's so great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my yeah, my family's been my family's been pretty good about just, you know, being around, being supportive. They, you know, they they come to shows. I mean, and you know, I've been doing it so long now that like I try to spare them of coming to like this is just me doing a Monday night somewhere, but like if it's something, you know, where I got like a weekend worth of shows or like something really, really big, you know, I'm like, Well, can you guys come to this one, please? Yeah. So yeah. I would have a hard time turning it down. Yeah. I'm not busy on a Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> you more, and I will, I will put you on all of Please my guest list now. Yes. I'm there. <laughs> what kind of people did you look up to in Columbus and, and Athens? Were they also comedians or intellectuals? Like yeah. You're right. I think comedians are very smart because it takes someone that is observant and intelligent to to make those observances to then, you know, hack on them and, and make them funny. Yeah. So thank, thank you. <laughs> Finally being recognized, but um, <laughs> no, but I would, yeah, I would say for like growing up in Columbus, I mean, like the, the people that I remember looking up to were, I just had, like now I'm, I'm like, am I about to tear up? Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, but I, I had so many great teachers that I can remember just like, mm -hmm. I mean, from, I mean, like, and specifically, like, the ones who really, really made an impact. I mean, just people that I, I had as my teachers in the elementary school. Like, I can remember, like, my kindergarten teacher, her name was Mrs. Wilhite. And then oh. my first grade teacher was Miss Brown. And then second grade, Miss Hamilton. And they were all at Cathedral Road Elementary. Oh. And I think my fifth grade teacher, her name was Mrs. Wilson. So, like, all, like, those were, like, all the people that I can remember that, like, you know, encouraged my you know my reading encouraged me like reading out loud and um and I remember I had a teacher in fourth grade who um really I think if it wasn't be if it wasn't for her I probably would have never been comfortable reading out loud because um she would always <laughs> she would always when it came time to read like whether it was science whatever class it was she would go okay, Mia, why don't you read this paragraph? Oh. Why don't you, and I would read out loud all the time in class. And I remember there was a PTA meeting where she went to my mom and um, and she told her that, um, oh, I love to, you know, I love, you know, to let Mia read because I love her little twang. And, oh. so, and I was like, that's why I get to read all the time because I'm a cute boy. Did you turn it on? Did you like turn it on more after that? I would have. You, you know, I probably should have. I should have just really just, I should have just put all the the grits and sweet potato pie and everything I could at that point. But, but, um, but yeah, but that teacher, uh, well, gosh, I think her name was, I think her name was Miss LeSueur. But yeah, but I remember, but yeah, but like, but I for sure remember my my fifth grade teacher, Miss Wilson, like just, you know, like that's who got me like interested in history and things like that. Mm -hmm. So 
Yeah. So yeah, I've had so, but like those, I mean, and I had great teachers in middle school and high school, but I specifically remember, you know, all my elementary school teachers because I, um, I probably also was a bit of a, uh, what do you call it? Maybe a teacher's pet sometimes. Oh, wow. <laughs> Well, it's such a, such a formative time, too, when you're yeah. that young. So shout out to all the teachers. All the teachers at Casita Road Elementary School. They were so, yeah, like, I mean, just that's, I would just remember specifically, like, just, you know, those people encouraging me to read. I was always in the library, just always trying to do stuff because of them. Uh, so you never know what kind of effect you're having on a kid, you know? They didn't know they were making it a, an incredible comedian. <laughs> they were making a monster. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, our educators are amazing. I um, I think that that's part of what we focus on at Power of the Purse is lifting out girls and women in ways that are needed. So, you know, and I mean, that's how I came to where I'm at in my life is only because of those strong, kind, capable women that I saw as role models. And so, I mean, I'm sure you find the importance just as much as we do in supporting women and, and girls in all kinds of ways. Yeah, yeah. I'm all like, I'm all about like this is. I mean, I'm gonna now I'm gonna sound like I'm patting myself, but um, but no, no. But like I, I, I very much like even when it comes to what I'm doing in stand-up because it is such a, it's a male-dominated business. And, you know, it's, I mean, and there are lots of women that do comedy, but people just don't think that that's, that that's true. So pretty much anytime I have an opportunity to shout out, like recommend, like usually the first people that pop in my head for any kind of gig, it's always another lady comic another woman that's doing yeah. stand-up comedy so I, I really try like you know if even if I can and this is this is and this is just guys I'm gonna podcasting audience here I'm gonna share some <laughs> now I'm being dramatic but no but a lot of times and this is a very real thing that still happens a lot of clubs sometimes do not want multiple women on the lineup really like, yeah wow. like it's it's a thing where they'll be like mm, well I mean, so if I'm a headliner on a show, they might be like, oh, well, I don't know if we can have a woman host the show. And I'm like, why? You know, so that that is a thing that that definitely yeah. still happens. So anytime, like, if I can, I'll be like, oh, this is who I want, yeah. you know, on the show. I want, I, I want, yeah, I want a woman on the show. Or they'll be like, are you okay with that? And I'm like, why wouldn't I be? Like, yeah, like it's, I'm like, they're all male lineups all the time. Right. So why can't this be a thing? And so, yeah, so I always, like, I try to, you know, any kind of gigs, if there's something that I can't do, I try to pass it on to other women comics first. Like, that's just, I mean, it's just, you that's know. Our job, that's, right? that's, that's our job, Lift up other women, mm-hmm. keep it going, pass it that's on. That's how I've been helped. Yeah, that's, right. that's how I've gotten to a lot of the things that I've gotten because of other women in comedy. yeah. That's great. That, I mean, that's, I think that that's my job always is what, what can I do to lift up other women and, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, pass it on, make it happen. Advocating for one another. Man, that's yeah. surprising yeah. that that's still happening because I think oh. some of my favorite comics are women. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, like, Yay, look, thank you. 
Because <laughs> this is also another thing that happens too. There have been times where I've done shows and um, so let's say if somebody just looks at the lineup for a comedy club, they might go, oh, well, there's a guy. I never heard of him, but I'm going to watch that show anyway. I'm just going to buy a ticket. I can, I can probably, it's been, this conversation has happened so many times. It's almost where I'm like, is there a script somewhere that people have gotten? Because this is how it'll go. Oh man, um, you know, I saw you on the website and I mean, I hadn't heard of you. I didn't know who you were. But uh, I just went ahead and looked at your clips first before I decided to buy a ticket. Then when I saw your clips, I was like, oh, you're funny enough. I'll come watch the show. That's <gasps> happened more than once. Wow. Wait, people have said that to your face? That's, that's oh, such a backhanded compliment. To my, I mean, and when I say multiple times, like, and they'll be like, oh, wow, like you, wow. Or after a show, it'll be, man, you. I usually don't like women comics, but like you, and I'm like, again, who had did, was this written on an index card? Right. Just, I'm like, why do you all have the same thing to say? But it happens all the time, and it's insane. It is wow. crazy. Yeah, figure out how to flip that script. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, guys, you, I can. Let's make up a new card. Right. Let's. Can you? Could can you just say? That was a great show. Thank you. Like, right. just, just <laughs> do that. simple. Just do that. I'll make the cards. You can pass them out next time. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. This is what to say. This is what not to say. This is not a compliment. Thank you Don't very much. Don't do that. Right. <laughs> <sighs> I have a lot of instances where I've had trials or, or you know, difficulty, but I've referenced my my mom, my aunties, you know, the other women in my life. And I've, I realize I'm not alone in that. Have you experienced something similar? Are there women in your life that have impacted you in your journey? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, like my, my mom, my mama, yeah. Look, let me just say her name on the podcast, uh, Barbara Jackson. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, but my mom, she, um, yeah, I mean, just big, big support um system i mean my sister her name is ashley jackson she um she also works at piedmont i'm just telling all that business on all right but uh, <laughs> everyone go to piedmont sorry jackson our mom is at piedmont too <laughs> what your mom works there too <laughs> she does she works there too shout out to nancy williams <laughs> there we go all right but yeah so yeah so my yeah any you know anything that um and, and like one of the things that my mom says to me a lot, like when we start, if I talk to her just about, I mean, any kind of challenges, but if I'm talking about things related to my career, you know, she'll always say, look, there are some things that across industries are going to be the same. It doesn't matter if you're in entertainment, if you're in healthcare, it doesn't matter where you are, but there are going to be some things that happen that are just so similar and this is how you handle it, you know? Oh. So there are times where, you know, if I have something going on, I'm like, okay, how do I need to word this mm -hmm. thing to this person? And she'll be like, okay, you need to do this. Or you need to say, you know, you need to say it this way. And then because of her influence in my life, that I think that's basically what has made me be that for, for other people. Because then my sister will be like, I need you to do this thing. Right. I need you to, you know, but yeah, so my, yeah, my mom, my, um, my my um you know my grandmother and like there's just so many you know just it's just 
I'm surrounded by a lot of really great women. And, um, and then one of my best friends who I met when we were at the University of Georgia, like we will, we call each other to this day, we'll be like, accountability partner. I need oh. to ask you this thing or look, I'm trying to do this thing. Please check in with me to make sure that I'm doing what I said I was going to do, yeah. you know? So, but yeah, but my mom for sure is, you know, I will call, I will text, I will bother her while she's working. <laughs> so, so yeah, so lots of great women that I know. It's so important to have these people in your life. Mm-hmm. Tell me, you, Rachel, your mom, is oh, she yeah. your accountability yeah. person? She is my accountability person. She is the voice in my head when I come across mm. a problem. I think she, you know, and, and I think a lot of people have that, you know, with their with their mothers or a, a really strong female figure in their life. But uh, but anytime I come across a problem, I always hear my mom's voice, you know, <laughs> telling me to take a breath. Down. <laughs> what are yeah. the steps we can take to fix this problem? Yeah. Because my initial reaction to anything is panic, anxiety. <laughs> Same. And then I need to take a step back and listen to my mama and go from there. Mia, do you have sisters and brothers? It's just me and my me and my little sister. Your That's little, it. Oh, it's you're older. Just, yeah, yeah, we are. We're 12 years apart. I had been settled on being an only child by then. And I was like, what is this? Where do we get this baby from? What is she doing here? And uh, But we we talk, when I say every single day. Yeah. Every day. Every wow. day. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I love yeah, to so hear that. Text. And then, it, and then if I don't answer, because she also thinks that she is the boss of me. Oh. Um, if I... <laughs> If I don't answer, it'll be like, well, where are you? Then I have to go, oh, I'm doing this thing and I'm hanging out with this person. Well, I like them. So that's acceptable. Talk to you later. (laughs) Yeah. She's your judging journey. She's, yes, for sure. Oh, and I did want to let you know, since you mentioned it on the podcast, you talked about Casita Road Elementary. Mm -hmm. So no, that one got torn down, but the two schools merged. There was one other school that merged to create Dorothy Height Elementary. No. Um, Yes. So those are the two schools that there was some, there was another school and I can't remember what it was, but it was Casita Road and another one and they merged to create Dorothy Height. And we have, United Way has a program at Dorothy Height now. So we, uh, yeah, we have a staff member at the school full time um, that helps to, coordinate um, with families and teachers and students to to meet the needs at the school. Um, But we were sorting books the other day and uh, we were looking through some books that still had the Casita Road Elementary stamp on there. Oh my God, that's about to look, I'm I'm like, oh, oh, oh my God, that is amazing. I thought it was funny that you mentioned that. That's good to know. Wow. That's super cool. Well, look at that. Yeah. What are you passionate about? What are you reading? Or um, is there something that's going on that you're passionate about? Oh, gosh. Well, (laughs) uh, I've been talking about this a little bit on stage lately, but I I am... I love documentaries about yeah. pretty much anything. <laughs> mainly, mainly music stuff is what I love. Do you um, see the Britney documentary? Yeah, yeah. Of course, Jackson, of course. Oh, Janet Jackson, Janet Jackson, Janet. Yeah, I, I 
love a documentary and then okay. um so I try to I try to have I have to keep things light where I have to go music because mm-hmm. I will also get caught up in true crime very quickly. So <laughs> sometimes I have to go, do not listen to this. Don't listen to this podcast before you go to sleep. Do not watch this right. before you go to sleep, you know. But um, yeah, so that's what I'm that's what I I mean, but I yeah, I still love to read, still, still into just I have so many books in my, you know, Google books and Kindle and all the stuff that I'm like, I'm gonna get to this one next. I'll read this on mm-hmm. the next, you know, next time I'm traveling. So that um, yeah, but I guess in general, though, as far as the event, like I'm really, I'm really excited. Um, I actually went and I read it. I read all the stuff about it. I was like, well, I got to bring a donation too. I'm going to bring some. So I will be, you know, I'll be doing that. So I'm really, really excited. I think it's a great cause. I'm happy to be a part of it. So, you know, again, I just can't thank you guys enough for for going, let's, let's hit up our Columbus native Mia Jackson. So thank you. Well, we are so excited to have you. Uh, Rachel, you want to talk about the event for a minute? Yeah, we are super excited to have Mia as our featured speaker at the Power of the Purse this year. We're celebrating our 10-year anniversary um, on April 20th. Uh, The event is scheduled. And when we were planning the event for this year, we were looking forward to being back in person. And the planning committee said, we want to laugh. And the top of our list uh, was Mia, also our local talent too, Um, but uh, some other folks on our committee had heard her speak before and had heard her, I guess her act before, your routine, um, and said we should bring her to the power of the purse. So we are so excited and we're glad you're going to bring a donation and undergarment because you'll be on the stage with all of our undergarment donations. I don't know if you've ever shared the stage with undergarments before, but... It's the first time uh, thing. <laughs> wait, wait, let me, let me, wait, what do we say? What do we say undergarments? Are, they, are we wearing them outside of our No, no, no. Oh, they are, are no, no. That would be a total. I was different. like, because. <laughs> That's a different event, man. Yeah. Like, whatever you guys need, I will wear a full slip. Um, no, no. Please come in regular clothes. <laughs> I will. We, yeah, I'll just go to a store and get some undergarments. I'll do that. I'll do that. That was the plan in yes. case anybody thought okay, I was good. just going to show up in okay. a thing. So, it, yeah. They will be in gift bags, <laughs> but each of those bags represents a woman or a girl in our community who uh, who gets an opportunity to have a new undergarment. And that's been something over the last 10 years that we've seen over and over again. The feedback we get is that um, it helps to um, to restore some dignity um, if somebody feels like they have um, they have misplaced that, um, and and it helps to let them know that other women in our community are supportive of them. So we are excited to have you join us. We're excited to laugh. We're excited to get all of our women back together and talk about all the great work that everyone's doing in the community. Okay. Well, Mia, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for taking time to chat with us. We cannot wait to see you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Mia. Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. To catch a previous episode or for more information about United Way, visit unitedwayofthecv.org. Thank you for listening. We're so glad you're here to chat with us.